Today's episode of The Glue Guys is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs right from your phone. You can even spend and earn interest on uninvested cash. With fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including companies like Apple, Amazon, and Tesla, for as little as $1. And that's with no commission fees or account minimums. So whether you're new to investing or ready to learn, or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting and join the 10 million Robinhood users. Listeners can get started with a free stock by going to Robinhood.com. All investments involve risk. This is not investment advice, recommendation, or solicitation of any security. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.co slash fees. The free stock program is subject to certain limitations. Annual percentage yield on uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. Robinhood Financial is not a bank. Welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Salo Brian. Hello. <laughs> pissed. Check I'm it. pissed, Mike. I'm not giving it. Check us out on Twitter at BKGlueGuys, NetsDaily.com, The Athletic. Brian. Oh, my Lord. Oh, Pissed. I'm not singing for anybody today, Mike. <laughs> I'm pissed. All right, obviously, we're going to talk about the Kyrie situation that developed over the weekend. We're going to talk Karis LeVert's return, and we're talking about the one player who just got released that I'm very interested in for the Nets to maybe sign. But, Brian, we would be negligent in our duties as Nets podcasters of some renown if we didn't begin with the crisis at Barclays. Um, at Barclays. Yeah, I was trying to think, like, what's another C yeah. word that would go after crisis so it could be uh, an Barclays, it has a, a big C right in the middle, though. That's, <laughs> yeah, it's a big C. Uh, it has been interesting to see that the Nets-Kyrie situation has become, like, a uh, talking point on every show on ESPN. It's become a thing where uh, talking heads can really feel like they can unleash their feelings and thoughts and anger about the Nets and about Kyrie. And I'll give us credit. We were the first people to do that on our podcast last week, even before this Kyrie press conference. We, mostly me, unleashed our thoughts on the situation, and we created the change that forced Kyrie to come out of hiding and to tell his truth, but not the whole truth. Brian, I'm scared. You, you know what's interesting? It kind of felt weird about it while it was happening. Like, that. did you watch the video of the press conference? Yes. It's like, oh, yeah, people don't actually do this. This is weird. Like, <laughs> like I feel like we, not us, like, but just like, you know, the rabble-rousing that was going on around get, getting Kyrie to the, to the podium. And then he was there, and I was like, this looks not natural for some reason. It did, like, did look we're just, natural. We were, <laughs> I think we were just expecting like a, like a, you know, Sean Marks to make a press release or something. Instead, we got like the best version of that, which is, you know, right from the horse's mouth, as it were. Um, and it felt weird. But anyways. And I don't really know, like, okay, so obviously there's some discussion about like why, when Kyrie would maybe speak or who should be speaking on behalf of this issue. Kenny Atkinson had been the one that's the team's chief spokesperson because he's the coach, as it is with most teams. 
Uh, but you have this sort of nagging and now developing sort of really pretty bad situation going on with Kyrie Irving and his injury. And there are multiple options from which to decide of how to sort of update the situation because the um, sort of lack of information that was getting out and the inaccurate information, not a doctor, but it seems like there's a lot of inaccurate, inaccurate information about bursitis uh, getting out about Kyrie Irving. But the, a decision was made within the Nets organization in con- congregation, I guess, with Kyrie Irving that Kyrie was going to be the one to deliver a press conference before game, before Karis LeVert's comeback, um, that, that he was going to clean up all the unease that had been going on with the Nets, which I love Kyrie Irving as a basketball player. I would not have sent him to be the spokesperson for his own situation because Kyrie often uh, confuses not things from himself, but he also makes the way he speaks leads to a very confusing situation. He will talk about eight different perspectives within one sentence, and it's very hard to sort of know the truth of it all. Um, What we do know is that while Kyrie says um, he's in a better place now, we don't have a resolution to his shoulder impingement. He got a cortisone shot in his shoulder on Christmas Eve that's supposed to alleviate the pain. I guess maybe we're going to know in a week or two if surgery is still on the table or if he's going to actually come back and play basketball. Um, It is... And while all this is going on, the Nets are losing basketball games. This is about as low as as it has been in the Kyrie Kevin Durant era. It's uh, it's wild, man. Are you ready to go even further into rock bottom? Please. You thought that was the bottom. Here's the actual rock bottom. I'm wearing noise canceling headphones, and um, it is possible that I had reggae playing lightly in the background for that most of the beginning of this thing <laughs> on my on my Sonos. It'll be King Tubby. Uh, so shout out to King Tubby, um, <laughs> because we're not going to redo all of that, but, um, they're probably, the mic will probably have picked up some lightly, some light reggae beats. Um, and, and to be honest, that's kind of the, the vibe we need because it's such yeah. a dark and sad place in Nets fandom at the moment. It really yeah. is. You go on Twitter, you see people, people are furious with the Nets by, you know, and this is something that we've talked about for a very long time with this team is, and this is something that I've been harping on consistently, even before the Kyrie situation is that lack of information, particularly around medical issues is unhelpful and hurtful to mostly the player because it sets, it makes us, the fans create expectations off of Twitter doctors, Twitter doctors who say, you know, Kevin Durant will be back in two weeks when he's not back for, two months or something, you know, that is what, that is what they are allowing us to do by not giving us any information. Can I shout out my favorite YouTube doctor? Please. <laughs> Brian Sutterer MD is the channel. Yes. He has a nice uh, 10 minute, 10 minute and one second on the dot. It's just make sure you get that monetization um, time code. And um, he's got a lot of great stuff to say about bursitis. In general though, are, here's the thing. Does the cortisone ever freak you out? I feel like the cortisone is, always, I just like, I don't know. Are you at the point now where you just like either surgery or don't or because like I don't want to get into another. Here's here's the the main thing. I'll get right. I'll get to the point of the PTSD. Darren Williams gave us all PTSD. Oh, and this feels it's beginning to right. feel oh. when we're talking about cortisone shots. 
I hate to do it. I'm not gonna. You know, I don't want to say that. Look at I just the anguish in Mike's face right now is real. It is. I wasn't even deep. thinking about Darren Williams, and then you insert him into this situation. Yeah. The, the villain of all villains. Let's go down. Let's go down, down, down to tell you right. Okay, so we we are led to believe surgery is three to four months recovery. Um, and I guess if he had Kyrie had gotten that at the moment that his shoulder had hurt, which I know probably they would never have done anyways. He probably would have been back before when he's going to. It's such a weird situation because he does say in the headline at one point on this Kyrie press conference was, I'm in a better place now than I have been. So, okay, you're like, you're thinking that. You're like, okay, maybe that means he's going to come back. But then it becomes cortisone shot. It becomes um, surgery still very much on the table. It becomes I can't lift my shoulder for a jump shot, which is kind of a problem. Um, I tweeted out that it's very quiet People came back to me, it's more Markel Fultz, and that's scarier, because Kawhi was more... What we understand now is that Kawhi with the Spurs wasn't as hurt as he we were led to believe. That he was actually playing, like, pickup basketball with, like, I think Matt Bonner, while not playing for the Spurs, okay? So, like, mm-hmm. Kawhi's playing. Kyrie, I thought, was practicing in some capacity, but if he can't even shoot jumpers, which is an element of basketball which matters... Uh, that would be concerning. Uh, I'm a. Uh, I don't know where to put my my energy towards. Right, like, are we anticipating him coming back soon? Is it later or is it never this season? Each scenario drastically changes what this team is going to be. This team, you know, we have Karis LeVert who came back, and they're still losing. He played one game. He's going to play tonight. We're recording this before the Thunder game. We should talk a little bit about the resting of a thumb. Resting the thumb. <laughs> does that seem odd to you? Resting the thumb? It does seem very odd to me. Yeah. Uh, injury, injury. If you don't know, he was out of the Orlando Magic game, and he was listed as injury management. Now, I can understand like not wanting to overwork one's legs. Like when you, when you're coming back to basketball, you have to get in basketball shape. But to me, the best way to get into basketball shape is probably playing basketball. I was if saying, your where's thumb is hurt? If it, if you had that thumb injury, where you should be running, you know, one sprints despite having the thumb injury. Get the peloton going, you know. A- absolutely, get the peloton going. Yeah. Um, we're just trying to get ad sponsorship. Yeah, from peloton. Get, get yourself a peloton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love your pronunciation. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure it's peloton. Peloton. Yeah, peloton. that's that's how the the Tonyed elite pronounce it because they're peloton. the only ones that can afford that monstrosity. Of a piece of equipment, but Peloton. If you guys want to advertise on this podcast, we will take your ad money. Brian, I don't exercise, but I will Peloton. Peloton. Are you how worried? We've done worried index before. How worried are you about this team? Like, are you worried at all? In my, in my, (laughs) if I really actually go down to my dark place, I find not unlike it, it chapter two. Um, it's all in my, it's all in my ability to believe, you know, or not believe. And re- when I really chase down that haunted clown, there's not really much there because this is going to be a weird season anyways with the Durant injury. Um, I'm not scared that it's getting weirder. Um, I think that in, you know, like whether or not Kyrie plays the season, sure. It sucks. Ultimately it's not part of the the macro five-year financial plan, okay? Yes. It's not part of the 401k, 
right? So, and that's fine. I think what's holding me back, what's not holding me back, what's making me uh, more disturbed by what's happening is the fact that I did expect Kevin Durant to come back. And why I expected that was because I expected the Nets to be a playoff team led by Kyrie Irving, where Kyrie Irving's having this ascendant season because he has something to prove with what happened in Boston. He comes to the Nets. We were there opening night against the Timberwolves. It was electric to watch Kyrie Irving play the way that he did, and you could feel a genuine connection he was trying to make with the team that he apparently, we're told again, that he grew up loving, and the team that he chose over a team that happens to play in Penn Station. So, yeah, I guess uh, to that point, I'll say that it is unfortunate that we're like sort of getting off on the wrong foot with Kyrie. And I hate that that plays into the horrific, stupid media lines. But that one that one does feel like you have one chance to really sort of like and I think he kind of did it like I think I still feel very much like, hey, I was there for that 50 point game opening night. And like that was special. And the vibe was (laughs) that was cool. Um, And I believe that that's going to be the vibe going forward. But it is it is unfortunate that this is the situation because then so, people like Jalen and Jacoby get to go out and pontificate about like <laughs> is he doing it on purpose and everyone's got their tinfoil hats on and that's what's great about sports is that you know you're allowed to be a conspiracy theorist and there's not really any any repercussions. No real, no real pro- <laughs> it's not like believing JFK was killed by right the mafia. Sure. Um, did you see the Irishman? Probably was. I they inferred. Want, I, they inferred. We talked about it. We talked about the Irishman. I stopped watching two thirds in. Not a good movie. Bad movie. Yeah. Not not good. Not an achievement. You didn't finish Casinos it though. I, I would have said. I would have said the same if I didn't watch the last hour too. Anyways, it it, it ties don't it make your hour, nicely. Don't make your movie three and a half hours long. You know what I'm um, saying? Like we keep a tight. We Mike, can make a three and a half hour podcast. The problem with you is that you're you're used to you know the. Internet. I love Rise of Skywalker. That's a movie. <laughs> is that a three and a half hour movie? <laughs> Did you watch that movie? Your yet? attention span is is it's not there like it used to be, Mike. I've noticed it's definitely been falling not. off. No, yeah. I I love so Mandalorian was okay. I think it's overrated already, but I love that the episodes were like thirty five minutes long, there and it was go. still it was fantastic. Give me give me those the Friends. Great show. Have Mike, you seen Friends? in about ten years, we're going to be talking to you, and it'll be like I just need thirty seconds of sock puppets in front of my face, and that's all <laughs> I have the patience for anymore. Um. So my go back to Kyrie because I had <laughs> sure. this I had this thought you know so we were so worried about Kyrie's impact on the culture of the Nets this culture that we obsessed over and that we loved and we saw grew this little Tamagotchi culture that grew and grew and grew and now we love it so much it's, it's <laughs> thriving this Tamagotchi okay yeah. and we, we would never give that Tamagotchi to a brother or sister to take care of for a moment because we didn't trust them. To yeah. continue to water our Tamagotchi? What you just you? mostly clear, clean it. The poop builds yeah, up. Clean the poop. That's the big they one. They wouldn't clean no. the poop. But we had this great Tamagotchi culture. Okay. And we were worried that Kevin Durant and Kyrie would hijack that culture, destroy it, and we've just become another team in the NBA with a bunch of grumpy dudes playing basketball and none of them all that happy, but them looking happy on Instagram. Okay. But what is happening, and that maybe that is happening under the scenes and I just don't know about it, but what is happening is the Nets are failing. Nets management. Wow. are failing at, at handling what it's like to have superstars on your team. Wow. Okay? They, wow. Yes, because this Kyrie situation, it is different when Karis LeVert had his injury versus Kyrie Irving. Karis LeVert is a sub-all-star player, but a very good young player who has some interest around the league. But 
we don't care about how long it's going to take Karis LeVert to come back because he's Karis LeVert. He'll come back and we'll be fine. Kyrie Irving, everyone cares about Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is still releasing new shoes. He's been a movie star. Well, a star of a movie. He is one of the top seven most popular players in the NBA and seven Damn, maybe underrated. You're going to do him like that? You're going to take away the movie star credentials? That's like an assistant, assistant to the manager. Yeah. It's like every adult film actress is a porn star. Not oh, true. I see. There are tiers. I, as I, I, I respect tiers. You and I are tune, tier people. Tune in soon for Mike's tier ranking of the porn industry. Yeah, that would be awkward. Um, that would be bad. Uh, I was going to tell you afterwards. We should do that. <laughs> I have a yeah, story please do. Oh, Brian yeah. can see me on camera. This is the funny thing. And I'm like, he's bashful. What so happened? There's, there's a good so story coming up. Okay. But I'll tell you about for, that later. Save for the stream. But, um, and everyone who's listening right now, it's not that interesting. That's why I'm saving it for uh, our private conversations because it's just not that interesting. But back to Kyrie Irving. Um, the Nets, this is like a trial run. This isn't a trial run. This is like our maiden voyage with actually handling a, a, a superstar in the Sean Marks, Kenny Atkinson era. And I don't even think Kenny Atkinson has anything to do, really do with this because it's not his job while we make him be the chief spokesperson for the team, it's not his job to be that really. Um, even though he has media training and the people at Nets PR tell him, hey, watch out for these questions. This is what's going to happen. Again, not his job. Okay. The Nets are not handling properly how it, what it means when you have a superstar on your team and expectations fans are going to have. And when you're dealing with an injury that seems to have such a wide variation on recovery times the nets if they were up front and said immediately we don't know much about what Kyrie's dealing with is an injury it's going to take a lot of time to even get to the point where he may be practicing again then we as fans we as media members not you and i but the media members that are out there saying other stuff we have a better expectation of what to understand what Kyrie's going through but they didn't do anything and in fact, they weren't that truthful all the time. And when you have a superstar, people are going to pick over your words or lack of words way more than they do when it's Karis LeVert. Mm. Kyrie Irving's different than Karis LeVert. The Nets have never had, under Sean Marks, this level of star. And, you know, we even saw it with Kevin Durant early on when Kevin Durant first came to the Nets. And then we had the kind of different messaging on... When KD would come back. Is he going to come back this season? Is he going to come back next season? And first it was coming out from the Nets. I heard Kenny Atkinson on Mike Francesa on the fan when they just got Kevin Durant. And Kenny Atkinson says, like, you know, I would I would bet on him doing everything he can to come back as soon as possible. Then it became Sean Marks was saying something similar. And then it got turned around. And now we're saying, don't expect him this season. Don't expect him. We're, we're declaring him out for the season when we know the first thing they said was probably true, not the second thing. They just, the Nets are new <clears throat> at handling what it means to have a superstar. And when that superstar has an injury, how to communicate that injury because people really care when that person's going to be back on the basketball court. Also, because if they're on the basketball court, that means your team's better. And if he's off the basketball court, that means your team is not as good. That's kind of like how these things work, even though we try to have a debate of that Kyrie Irving. Is worse for the Nets than him. I don't know. Like, remember that whole thing? Remember when we? Yeah, that Kyrie I've, was I've bad noticed a conspicuous lack of other 
global coastal media elite uh, <laughs> revising that argument that you haven't heard any people going back and putting the addendum on. Remember when we were talking about how they were better without Kyrie? I think uh, the Nets are better with Kyrie Irving, and that's the take I'm going to go with. I think that's a not controversial take anymore, and I'd like to see more of the coastal elites echoing it. But I apologize for saying so many words. The gist of it all is that Why? the Nets no, haven't Mike, handled... this is what you're here for. Don't ever apologize for that, please. The Nets have not handled this Kyrie Irving situation properly, and it is on them for why we're all angry. And also, so this wait, is let's, all let's, happening. Okay. Yes. Let me play devil's advocate, Don't. if I may. Don't. <laughs> Don't. Okay. All right, I'll move on. Not a no, good movie. Uh, <laughs> let me just play the, just 30 minutes of it. Um, no. Uh, what was I going to say? I don't even remember. I don't know. What were we talking about? Kyrie, uh, Kyrie Irving. Irving. Oh, okay. So let's say that, that they're being completely um, forthright about the situation. Let's say it's just this nebulous injury. It's a it's an impingement. It needs, it's one of these stupid cortisone things. So you are basically, I mean, they've been talking about the fact that he's got a shoulder issue. They don't know how serious it is. Like, you don't want to scare everybody. You want people to, you know, it's, it's a touch and go situation potentially. And I think it's possible that they've rolled it out. They've rolled out the information as they've received it. That's not true. Because they had, he had a cortisone shot, never told anybody. He has bursitis. They never told anybody. And I don't really care. You got to tell everybody about every, every yeah, shot of. Yeah, you do. You have to say, you have to give people updates. You have to tweet. Every to, every morning when you drink a whey protein shake, you got you to gotta tweet that out and let everybody know. It's basically the vibe. same thing. <laughs> that ain't my bad. Yeah. Nespresso, kid. Nespresso, okay. two pumps. There you um, go. Same you thing. Do, so you, that's great so, for you and huge for your health. You wouldn't just tell everybody about that, okay? So this is the first thing, I'm hearing about it. This, this is the thing that has to happen is that in this process, in conjunction with Kyrie's approval with it, or at least telling Kyrie, hey, we're going to do this because we just want to tell people what's happening with you without having a press conference, an awkward press conference. You tell Shamshirania, hey, Kyrie just got a cortisone shot. We don't know what's going on really with the injury. So this is where he's at. He just got a cortisone shot. You, you. That's what these re- national media reporters are for, to be the megaphone for for a certain piece of information that you do want fans to understand while you, you yourself understanding that you probably can't release a statement. But they could have released a statement saying, hey, Kyrie got a cortisone shot. This is what this means. This is so you all know that Dude, we're all working to get back to play basketball. You know how Cameo is a great service for, I Cameo. I, for like gifting out. I got my out, brother like, Cameo for Hanukkah. By the way, this this show is brought to you by Cameo. No, just kidding. Um, the Cameo here's a good competitor business. Ready? Whenever an athlete has like a press conference release, you can actually just you the individual you can, uh, have an auction and get paid like thousands of dollars just to hear about your cortisone shots or whatever, whatever like your injury <laughs> is. Just to just apply information from the athlete. Um, that's a really good idea. I what do you think it's I called. It. Um, what is it called? We got to think of it. Tweet tweeted us at BK Glue guys. What the name of that app is? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just it could be like, yeah. Anyways, I don't know. I want to hear what we. It's gonna go something because I've, well, I've got nothing. Some like riff on bribe, like bribe. Like, I don't know, but it's not really bribing. <laughs> something, um, but it, it would be bribe spelled without the I. Yeah, like why? Br- yeah, why with two Bs or something? Yeah. Um, <laughs> By the way, there's a video of Elon Musk dancing uh, for like four minutes straight at a oh sort God. of a show in Shanghai. It's well worth your time. 
He takes off his jacket at one for point. For cameo? He did this or no? No, no. This is just, he was at like presenting at Tesla's Shanghai warehouse. I don't know. And he just started to kind of strip dance for the people in attendance. Whoa. Fantastic energy, as the kids Thank say. You. Yeah. Um, I want that energy. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude, the kids are saying fantastic energy. Yeah. I like that truck. You like that Tesla truck? I don't think it's that bad. Keep it moving. Keep it. If I saw you it. drive that a Tesla well, truck, if you did alternate side parking in the Tesla truck, oh wow! Pe- yeah, well, that's, one, that's would you nice weaponize it and turn it into like uh, the warthog? That's the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. Obviously, no one knows when Kyrie is going to come back. The Nets. One, they need Karis LeVert to play like every game. Like the the Nets are bad right now, and this so this is what's been like. What is like a multiplying factor of the Kyrie problem is that Kyrie. We're learning about all this new information about Kyrie's injury and the fact that he may not come back this season. While the Nets are playing just about as bad as they played all season. Um, Do you think? I mean, maybe we talked about this at one point, but that like in the future, this could be a year away or 10 years away. I'm not sure. Um, but that like a sort of status an unofficial status designation for elite players is like how few games you actually play in a season. Like, don't you think that's like, like like a starting pitcher, whatever in, in baseball, they, whatever they play like, what is it? 20 games a year or something. I don't know. Something really low. Yeah, sure. It's like 30. And, but, yeah, but they, yeah, but, uh, and it'll be sort of like that for, for like, you'll just have like a, like a rotation, like, almost like pitching. It, like you're trying to like is it it's like a, a a mark of like how great you are if you only yeah play like you don't games. you're not gonna play Garrett Cole every night you know and you're not gonna Garrett Cole is a that's a pitcher in baseball I learned not not too long ago um good <laughs> Brian over there yes uh Bronx a well Brian. a well paid a well paid one I've learned um, um but, but yeah, yeah so that kind of thing so if you're like you know, LeBron James or a, you know, 10, 10 years, the player that's going to Zion Williamson, whatever you play like 15 games a season or something. I mean, I think, so what's ultimately going to happen is there's going to be stronger language in any CBA to make load. Like, so they already basically outlawed load management in national TV primetime games, which is what matters. Um, I do agree with you. The fact that like, um, only, you only really see like Kawhi Leonard and like really big players do. You don't see, uh, I'm, I'm watching the Nets game right now. Like Torian Prince ain't sitting out 20 games no, a year. He's, he's grinding it. He's a, he's a grinder, you know. But dude, it's probably going to get to that point. And if you're the players, you just say like, give us like two extra roster spots, and then we're all going to be healthier, and then the playoffs will be even better. And we'll if you give us two extra roster spots, we'll actually do that mid-season tournament that you love so dearly, Mister Silver. Um, we, did we ever really talk about that? I just the the that they can they they cannot figure a way to make that have like an interesting effect on the league. Like the winnings is just like a million dollars. You think LeBron James gets out of bed for a million dollars? I don't well, think so. My thing about it is that I it, so they're tying like the first round, like the first preliminary round, into just the schedule. So when people see here midseason tournament. I think too many people still believe it's like 30 teams in a bracket and they're matching up and they're, these are extra games. There's really only like, if you win the tournament, I think it's only like four, three extra games over that season, which again, they're going to reduce the schedule. I don't, I mean, it's not that, that part doesn't bother me. The burden isn't the issue. It's that it doesn't affect your like playoff play. Like the goal of the NBA season is supposed to be to win a championship. And if that doesn't, 
do anything to get you close to that goal, like what is the point? Why would it just watching people win and millionaires win a, a few, a drop in the bucket million dollars? It's not that interesting. Do you know why? It does? So the one way it could affect, and I, the owners would be for this, I think. The one way it could affect playoffs is if like you made the first, if you if your team won, it's so weird though, but like if your team won the tournament, there's no guarantee that that team that won the midseason tournament is going to be a top four seed in the playoffs or something like there's no way to guarantee it i don't know i don't really care. i mean to be honest well, i don't here, really care it's well not- here's here's my here's my thing and, and nobody's been listening to me well i haven't i've been keeping it private mostly because it's yeah. such a good idea you think <laughs> you have a slack by yourself yeah a lot to that slack we're just talking about um, a bot. the here's what i would do so um you want to have it affect the playoffs but not the standings necessarily because that's perhaps a bridge too far for a lowly midseason tournament whatever why don't you have it so that the winners get something like more home games in a you know playoff seating so like you get like a wild card extra home game things like that that you get to use you know one time or something like that, because that seems to be the thing that's most malleable and it actually moves the needle. And people are like, even if you don't think it matters or don't care, the sort of like fan base will force you to, because it's like, this is actually important. Blah, blah, blah. I like the wild card aspect of it that like, you could just, you could lay it down at any time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Things are getting dicey and you just, (laughs) this is a home game now. And I would like it if there's like only like, you have to just, you could do it four hours before the game. Like you could be in Toronto <laughs> right. and you're the bus and you're like, yeah. we're going back to Milwaukee yeah. tonight, yeah. folks. Get and on the, the bus. Fans would be like, let's go. It's crazy. Yeah. People would go insane. And, oh. Yeah. The, um, the people that own the arenas less, less enthusiastic, probably, yeah, but the, the owners f- would be less enthusiastic about that. Forget them. Forget those losers. Um, okay. To put a bow on the Kyrie thing. More Kyrie stuff. Jeez. I was trying to get us. Away. I know. I know we got it. We got to. I, I just want to bow it up and then we'll okay. move on because we're going to talk a little Karis Vert, just a little Karis Vert. And then I want to talk about the one player I really super maybe are interested in that's out there in the free agent market. The one Kyrie thing, just to finish it up, is that there is a very real possibility that he doesn't come back this season. And if he doesn't come back this season, and if we get word like in a month that he's not going to come back this season, we will, Brian and I will have a discussion about what that means for this team. But it is still premature to do that. I know people are whispering tanking out there. There's little whispers of like, if Kyrie doesn't come back, just tank. And then Kyrie and KD are going to come back together. I understand all that. Well, we'll have that conversation for Is this going to parlay into your Karis LeVert take about his minutes restriction for his thumb? Is that is that evidence <laughs> of tanking to you? Um, what do you think about Karis LeVert's minutes restrictions for his thumb? Tanking. Tinfoil hat firmly, <laughs> firmly on. <laughs> I just think it's kind of ridiculous, and um, we're getting to the point where <laughs> it's a thumb, and I it, there's, it's literally if I had to pick one part of the body to get injured that w- would then not have any impact on conditioning or whatever all that thumb would be pretty close, like maybe an eyebrow scratch, like a deep eyebrow scratch. That would be, you know, to take you out sometime. Oh, ligament? You mean you get a, it's got to be like a ligament? Okay, pick a choose a real ligament. An ear gets chopped off. There's like no a, ligaments in your ear. Like a what's it? What's that movie? Reservoir Dogs? Doesn't the ear get chopped off in Reservoir Dogs? You can't Van unless Go? you can bend your ear. Do you know Art voluntarily? Brian? Do you know Art Van Gogh? He chopped off his ear, right? Was it him? I, I, that is the one. Um, I guess that of all the ligaments, your thumb one is is a good one. Oh. 
What about your jaw? Is that a ligament? You Probably. Don't need to sp- we're both jaw. We're both. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, got to be a ligament in there. The playoffs are finally here. There's only a few more games left before the champ is crowned. Don't be caught saying, wait till next year, like 24 other teams. Get in on the action this weekend with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. With so much going on this week, they have great promotions running every day. From odds boosts to free bets, DraftKings has it all. Plus, DraftKings Sportsbook is a safe and secure betting app. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. It's no wonder DraftKings Sportsbook is America's top-rated sportsbook app. And to top it all off, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering up their best sign-up offer to date right now. You do not want to miss this. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code QUICK. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out with a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Don't forget, that's code QUICK and get your sign-up bonus to up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times played through. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I would like Harrison Vert to play basketball. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put pressure on him. I know he's delicate, but I would like him to play basketball. And I, this team needs to win some games and to reverse the tide of the energy that is surrounding them right now. They are gassed. Torian Prince hasn't had a good shooting night. It feels like in in a month, a month's time, not just in January, but pre- preceding into December. Um, Jared Allen has gone back to being not consistent Jared. He's gone back to being uh, insignificant Jared. And that's not – that's. Remember we were supposed to be an all Yeah, we were talking about that last night. I was like, there there was a time there where I compared him to Neo being able to finally see in like Natrix vision or whatever. Yeah, we thought this was it. We thought that was it. And now he's just completely um, reversed course back to being Beta Jarrett. I don't like it. Go back so, to being Alpha Jarrett. Okay. That's sort of like, there's just a lot of, um, if you have like a, a line graph of who's performing better than expectations, who's performing below expectations. The Nets are just like down, down, down. Kyrie's not playing, down. Karis LeVert didn't play, down. Spencer Dinwiddie, up. Garrett Temple, mostly up. Torian Prince is heading down. I don't know. Do we? I mean, Garrett Temple's really getting a lot of just like he's a starter, has been playing, started basically every game this season, right? And he's just like auto locked into that role. If we're going to start like talking about shaking up that, you think so? You think that's yeah. the guy? Because locked I, in? I, I ultimately think the problem is that we're just relying. He's, he's way, they're relying on him way too much. Like, I mean, he really should only shoot when he's open from three. Tell you and, what. But they're like kind of making him a scoring two guard in some games and it's like I mean and they have to because they don't have Kyrie Irving and Karis LeVert is is resting his thumb. Torian Prince is about let's say I'm going to put the number at eight more Rodian's Kirk's backdoor cuts away from losing that spot to, to Rudy. That's <laughs> it's not going to take very many and because everyone loves a backdoor cut and Rodian's like the only guy on the team that does it. Yeah, and they, um, they do need more off-ball movement. Like, this team... So when they get bad offensively, it's because it's a lot of Spencer... Din, like, so much reliance on Spencer Dinwiddie, and then Garrett Temple, oddly, gets a lot of reliance. 
and Joe Harris can't get open, and Jared Allen, we obviously love him, but like he offensively still pretty much relies upon getting a pass in the right spot. Like that's where he's gonna. That's just who he is, and that's fine as a center. But this team needs a little juice. I want Carousel Vert to provide the juice, and maybe tonight we have a great Carousel Vert game. Maybe we have like 18 points, seven rebounds, five assists. Yeah, everyone's feeling will. good. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Um, can I tell you the one guy that just became available that I'm interested? Marquise in? Chris. I already know. <laughs> I already know. Am Dude, I right? What he is? If I could paint you, if I Van Gogh you, what kind of painter was Van Gogh? Abstract or Ag- ex- abstract expressionist? Yeah, that's correct. So I don't think I'd paint you, Marquise Chris, but. Alex Caruso seems to be a guy Van Gogh would have liked. Um, he just looks like Van Gogh, is, is what you're thinking. <laughs> um, but Marquise Chris is a bouncy, young, power forward who gets rebounds when he's on the floor. Doesn't He does do some not intelligent stuff, but for the most part, he doesn't take threes because he knows he can't shoot them. He does shoot well from the free throw line. Again, athletic. He's sort of a nice little – I mean, I think a lot of teams probably want Marquise Chris, and there's some like there's some buzz that the Warriors will get him back somehow, some way. Really you know what's interesting? It. And we were talking about this little – like we are – I agree that that would be fun because we don't have any really like fun players right now. And yeah, we're I just to think – yeah. Yeah, like David Nwaba was the most fun player we had, and, and um, that ended up not, not being so up. fun at the end. Don't bring um, But I think the thing is like what we've seen from – from Nets brass is that they're cycling cycling in like wing players exclusively. You have to be six six between six six and six eight and in the G League to be getting those calls or in TLCs. And but they all do very similar things from all the way from TLC to Chandler, even Cherboy Shumpert, um, you know, who who uh, we we may want back at some point or whatever. But like we're just like cycling yeah, for whatever that like defensive three and D guy that's like eventually gonna be paired as a role player for a real team. And so that's why it's been so kind of particularly unwatchable lately, because even the fun players that we're cycling in are just not that fun. Yeah. They're just like, they're very clearly defined in that role. So yeah. like what I want Marquise Chris or like a five eleven point guard from the G league who scores like crazy. Jalen hands is what you're talking about. Yeah, Jalen Hans. Yeah, you. Do you really want Jalen Hans to arrive? And I, I have not. I confess to have not watched a single minute of yeah. Jalen Hans' G League career. Um, but occasionally, I'll get a notification being like, "He had 18 points," and that's tight. Those are tight nums. Those, those are pretty sick. And he's got a great name, Jalen <clears throat> Hans. You can just, just well, because you can call him Mister Hans. If <laughs> feels like a basketball player that would be like a Mike Lupica kid book. Um, yeah. I so I, I mean I'm I'm not just like <laughs> does Mike Lubick do that is that a thing he writes like he writes so many children's books that's what he does really? now. I forgot about that when he, well so like I'm I'm now walking through the the kids book aisle and I was about to say Starbucks but Barnes and Nobles but they are pretty much merged in my mind yeah. but that you'll see Mike Lubick's name everywhere because he writes all these kids books Kobe wrote a are they uh, like a sports, YA novel Mike Lupica's? what's that are they about sports the Lubick books yeah yeah they're like about you know, like the the overweight catcher who like overcame his, I don't know, fear of being shirtless or something. I don't know. 
No, but <laughs> <laughs> that's my book. That's yeah. my book. That's the yeah. story of Mike yeah. Spell. Yeah, keep um, that one. Don't, don't put that on the pod. People are going to steal that idea. That's a good one. No, but they're like, you know, like, they're all about, they're shirtless. all about like a child athlete who overcomes something. And, overcomes shirtlessness. I mean, yeah. children's books are, as you know, you're from the publishing industry. <laughs> yeah, they are extremely what? what are, Profitable. What oh, yes. Yeah, they can be. That's um, true. Like Jimmy Fallon wrote this book, Everything is Mama. It's very simple. And it, mm-hmm. every every parent I know has that book. And then there's another one, Everything is Dada. And every parent has that book. It's like if he, is, he has just – and the book is not creative, but mm-hmm. it's Jimmy Fallon. It's pretty pictures. He's got a nice little marketing arm with being Jimmy Fallon. That, that helps for sure. Um, would you be interested in Marquise Chris circling back? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I um... – it's definitely – wait, can you walk me through why exactly they did cut him? That seems like a deal you wouldn't want to cut. So I think it's Damian Lee, who's a guard, was a two-way yeah, guard. Yeah, I picked him up on my fantasy. He's kicking ass. Yeah, so they he was a two-way player, and like the way with also TLC, there's a limited number of minutes a two-way player can play with the NBA team until you have to convert their contract to an NBA contract or cut them. And the Warriors value Damian Lee – I think that's how you say his name, more so than Marquise Chris. And Marquise Chris is like <laughs> <laughs> How would how else would you say that name? Damien Lee. Damian? Is that what you're Damian, looking at? The yeah, O? Been the O. The O is thrown yeah, I got it. Yeah, the O the O. Yeah, exactly the O. Mm-hmm. Um Um So the Warriors valued Lee over Chris. And so they decided to cut Chris and they had to. Like that was just that's where they were at. Um so Marquise Chris is available. And not that he was that great with the Warriors, the Warriors stink, obviously. But um, they, Damian they, Lee is tight. He's uh, at, a, at a guard position. He's getting so many rebounds. It's crazy. So I kind of, you know, Justin Anderson and Marty, not that intrigued by. Um, I don't know. That's quick. Uh, it's quick feeling there. But <laughs> give give Marquise Chris a little run. Unless this is just like a thing that we don't know about him that like the Nets. This is really a thing. I'd be him. really surprised if the Nets pick up Marquise. It just does not feel like what the Nets do anymore. Like that, do that's, do that's the Nets of, of your, um, unfortunately when we were picking up, what's his face from the Cavs. Um, who David Nwaba? <laughs> no. Oh God. First overall pick. Uh, oh, Karasev. No, no. Oh God. What the hell? First overall pick. Oh, Anthony like, Bennett. Anthony Bennett. Thank yeah. you. Sorry, when you first said Cavs and pick, I, for some reason, <laughs> yeah. I went to Karasev, <laughs> who you, we had a lot of conversations about at one point yeah. as being like, oh, he could be he could be like a knockdown shooter. Or that was, no. that was what I would who? say. That's what I, I was. Say. I always said his hips were too feminine. He had yeah, feminine you did hips. say that. Yeah. <laughs> you're, a big, you're a big hip analysis uh, guy. Was I wrong? Was I wrong? No. Um, one final thing. I think I had one final thing. <clears throat> Don't even remember what it was. Hmm. It was something about the Nets, something hmm. about, I don't know. I don't um, honestly don't know. Tweet it out when it comes to you. Um, let's look at the schedule real quick because we have this Thunder game tonight. And, you know, the Thunder are like the hottest team in the NBA. That at one point, I think when we talked like two weeks ago, I was like, oh, this Thunder game is a chance to get some. Like, I actually remember saying, oh, the schedule is like, they got, that's got a chance to win. The game's on NBA TV, one of the few like primetime games the Nets are actually on. The, the Thunder are favored in this bout in Barclays. What's um, the spread? Two and a half. It's not much, but 
It's, it's pretty a, close. So here's the schedule coming up. Uh, this will take us through the next few weeks. Home against Oklahoma City. Then Friday, home against the Heat. Home Sunday, 6 p.m. tip against the Hawks. And then home for the Jazz. So we have four home games. Then it's at Philly, home for Milwaukee, <laughs> home for the Sixers, home for the Lakers. So that takes us through the next uh, two weeks or so. The end of that is daunting. And mm. the beginning of it is mm. not all that much easier. And so we're staring down the situation. But after that, it gets very easy. But into that stretch, we don't have Kyrie Irving. We don't think Kyrie Irving will play in any of those games. It's, it's going to be a little scary here, Brian. The Nets could be like 17 and 22, and we're all looking around like, ah, shit. This, is, this isn't this is looking all that good for our, our men in black and white, but we'll, we'll see. We'll be, we'll be positive. That's, that's what I'll be saying to myself, my men in black and white. Um, all right. Well, you know, let's keep our chins up. Let's not freak out. You're freaking out. You're freaking me out, um, and I'm not into it anymore. So I'm going to leave. I'm out of here. Um, no, that's good. Uh, why don't oh so here's what people could do to help the show five stars on iTunes we want to we need them um, you could send us emails at netspod at gmail.com got some interesting streaming things coming up so we'll keep you abreast of all of that good good stuff um, what else at BK Glue Guys on Twitter and holler at your boys I don't know what do you what do you got to say Mike you say something yeah boy <laughs>